Hello, and welcome to Dream Possible, where you hear compelling stories of people who have pursued their dreams against all odds and reason and made them possible. What can we learn from their journey? Well, that's why we're here to find out. Hello, I'm Maria Retan, and I had a dream once to become a news executive in a major market. Check. Then I had a dream to establish my own communications consultancy. That's when Top Sales Strategies was born check. Then I had a dream of creating a way to help journalists make a career change, and that became Jump Team Coaching. Dreams can change as you change. So what's your dream? Think about that as I speak with today's guest. Chris Olson is the founder of My Founder's Story. Chris seeks to amplify women's voices and empower fierce founders. She's fueled by purpose. It's right there on her website, so you have to believe it. Uh, And the website is myfoundersstory.com. So how did Chris come up with the idea for her business? Really built on that concept of sharing other women's stories, or another way to look at it, sharing other people's dreams. So how did she make that dream a reality? What did she do to overcome to be a success? And what did she learn along the way? We're going to learn so much in this conversation with Chris. I'm so excited. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Maria. I'm happy to be here, and I'm honored to be the first guest on your new podcast. What a great topic for the new year. I love it. (laughs) Well, you know, 2021 just felt like we needed to be filled with hope, right? Mm -hmm. We needed to be dreaming and know that we could fulfill our dreams. So I'm thrilled to have you on and being my very first guest. uh, Just excited for you to share your founder story because that's what you do. You, You share other people's founder stories. So give us the elevator speech. Well, and you kind of did it. <laughs> We're My Founder Story is an organization that is uh, dedicated to amplifying women's voices and empowering female founders through storytelling and workshops and coaching and grants. So I, I'm trying to imagine you back in what, uh, 2018 now, right. I think it was, right? Yep. yep. Like what? Where did the idea come from? You know, where where did it pop up? What what were you doing when you had this brilliant light bulb moment? Well, it's interesting because you and I have um, some similar uh, backgrounds. I worked in radio uh, for twelve years, and after being laid off twice, mm-hmm. I finally realized that I had chosen industry an industry that maybe wasn't the right fit for me. So. I began this journey of searching for my why, and I launched a communications consulting business. Um, And then through that consulting work, I had the opportunity to work with female founders at a women's economic development agency here in Minneapolis. And I was part of a team that launched a multi-week intensive business planning course for entrepreneurs. And on the last week of the course, participants would pitch their business sort of like Shark Tank style uh, to a mock panel of investors. And on that very first pitch day, watching those women struggle to talk about their business in a confident way, um, I realized that I wanted to help them and develop something to help them confidently communicate their purpose and impact. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was sort of driven by that mission. It truly was a light bulb moment then, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, you saw exactly. it in action. You're like, hey, I can step into that. I can help with that. Exactly. So, so from that kernel of an idea, kind of what steps did you take to turn it into reality? Well, I was still consulting and in fact, still do consult, but I wanted to, I, my first step was really creating a platform uh, for women 
So it was really just a way to elevate the stories of the women business owners that I was working with. Um, and that's what the original intent was. Um, and that's how it launched. And it changed when I started working with a coach who challenged me to think bigger. And so as I began to think bigger about what my founder story could look like, that's when I started developing, uh, developing workshops and really kind of refining the process for coaching women and things like that. So, um, so it kind of evolved from just a website and telling people stories to how can I help these women tell their own stories, develop that confidence to tell their stories and really use that as a foundation for their brand and their company communications. Yes, and you, you do a lot with my mm -hmm. founder story, and I'm going to get to that in a minute um, because you really have expanded on that kernel of an idea mm -hmm. to encompass a lot of different offerings that really help the the female entrepreneur, the the female founder. But I I want to dive in a little bit deeper on those first days and weeks uh, where you're trying to get this idea. Um, really crystallized mm -hmm. and trying to then implement it um, before you can even optimize it, right? Like just starting right. to implement it. What what were some of the things you found yourself bumping up against? Well, you know, it's funny because I you off, we often hear these stories about how every great entrepreneur has experienced some big failure, right? It was like <laughs> yeah. a catastrophe, and they but they learn from it, and it ultimately helped them achieve success. So. I think I went into this new venture sort of bracing for a really big failure. I just thought something's going to happen. I just want it to happen right away <laughs> so I can <laughs> learn my big lesson and move on and achieve success. What I didn't realize is that the failure is not always a single big failure, right? For me, it's been a lot of little tiny failures like you know, being told no by an investor or having to terminate a team member or, you know, getting a cease and desist letter for referring to women as fierce founders. Um, so there's all these little tiny failures that I think start to build up and add up and, and then you begin to second guess yourself. And so I think when you say, you know, what did you bump up against? I think I was bumping up against myself. I really just had to get out of my own way and learn to manage my thoughts and to be open uh, to what came my way without judgment and to sort of let go of these rigid expectations I had and sort of start embracing uncertainty. I mean, how did you do that? It, was it the people that you surrounded yourself mm -hmm. with who gave you honest feedback and support? Was it the coach you talked about before? Like, how did you kind of get over the little deaths by inches, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of yeah. Thing. I actually, I did, I work with a coach. I still work with her today. I think that's um, huge. I mean, th just learning how to recognize when I'm getting in my own way and caught up in, uh, in, you know, things that are just thoughts, right? And sort of like, uh, instead of looking at them as uh, reality, think about, you know, what are the facts and what are just you know, my thoughts about this. And, and, and then also, I think I'm an etern inter eternal optimist. So um, really my, my own sort of innate ability to just keep moving forward and say, okay, Chris, enough's enough, just kind of do this. So um, I think that plays a big part too. I think um, attitude um, and just, you know, embracing that, uh, yeah, some days are gonna feel horrible, but there's always tomorrow.
I think it's been called grit and perseverance. Mm, yes. <laughs> I think those are the two That's things, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That you just, you believed in the concept, you believed mm-hmm. in the idea and you just, I think you probably self-motivated just to keep going because you believed in it so much. Well, that's exactly right. I There's something inside that said, okay, I know this is something, I know I can help people in the way that I want to help people and make a difference in the way that I want to make a difference. And so that is absolutely part of it. It's sort of that belief in your idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I've, I've heard people say that the little failures often mean that you end up with a stronger end game, right? Mm-hmm. A stronger output. Do you feel that's right? Or was it just a painful time you had to get through? I, mean, I do. do you feel and like I still better uh, for it. Yeah, I still experience little failures. I think it's, but now I'm sort of like, oh, this is how it's going to be, right? <laughs> like, like, stop waiting for the big catastrophe to happen. And just embrace the little failures as learning moments. Because you know, I'm a lifelong learner. I I want to learn and, and grow. And so to me, it's sort of like, what can I learn from this moment? I think every little tiny failure does, you know, have a lesson with it. Even though I was waiting for the big failure and the big lesson, it's sort of like, what can I take away from these? And, um, and it does make you stronger ultimately. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's listener, it's a mindset, right? You Mm -hmm. just have to flip the switch to think, it's a learning moment. It's not a failure. It's mm-hmm. a learning. It's an opportunity to optimize and improve, you know, Absolutely. in some way, shape or form. What is that kernel of insight that I need to be taking away from this right now, even though it feels really painful? Right. And you might not get it right away, right? It yep. might come a week or a month later, like, oh, that's why that happened, you know, or mm-hmm. even a year later, right? But, mm-hmm. uh, but there is, there's always something. You have to trust in the process, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all a process. I mean, it, launching and sustaining a business, if you're not always evolving, you're dying, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, you just have to trust in, in the process. So tell us about that first founder story. Who was it and how did it go? And maybe how has the founder story approach changed and evolved over time? Well, it was it was a lot of fun because I had connected with so many female founders at the economic development agency that I was working with. So I already had, you know, sort of this list of people that I knew I could reach out to that I had worked with in the past. So the first woman was a woman named Shantan Howell, who is the founder of an organization called Girls Are Powerful. And I had interviewed her in the past and I just reached out to her and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can I interview you? And she just immediately responded and said, I'm all in. Um, and I still remember our conversation so clearly um, and, you know, writing her story. And when she read it, she sent me an email saying that no one had captured the f- essence of her why before. And it was just like, I knew that that was, you know, that I was onto something. And she's actually been a huge advocate of my founder story and attended workshops and, and all sorts of things. And so um, it was, it was sort of confirmation, I think, that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Isn't that nice when the first one out of the gate is just positive reinforcement that you're on the right track? I mean, yeah. it could have gone the other way, right? Absolutely. And also, I will say not all of them go that way, right? Like there have been somewhere I've been like, oh, that wasn't that didn't go the way I expected. But, you know, again, it was a great first one to have. 
Yes. Well, and so how quickly were you able to develop founder stories? Was it off to a slow start after that first one? Or did you find that success reaped more success? T- kind of talk about how quickly you were able to scale. Yeah. So I um, ultimately, before I launched the website, I had reached out to maybe I wanted to have um, a bunch of stories already ready. So before I even launched, I think I had maybe 10 stories ready, founder stories ready to go of women that I had already worked with in either as a consultant or uh, in the past. So, uh, so that was sort of the starting point. And then as I started uh, sharing stories on social media uh, and, and, you know, requesting people to submit um, recommendations for other stories, they came in a lot of, you know, nominations came in right away and people were really excited and interested. So I quickly had to start um, hiring people to help write stories, which <laughs> I didn't expect. I thought, oh, I'll just do this myself, right? Uh, it didn't exactly work that way. I had to actually then think about a team and what does that look like? And are they telling stories in the same way that I tell stories? Because there's a really specific way that we tell stories. So um, so that was a learning experience as well as just sort of, um, you know, how do I teach people to tell stories the way I tell stories? And, and that's really how Wyography was born. Um, so Wyography is sort of our core program uh, that teaches founders how to tell their own story. And so um, that was born from, partially from the need to have team members tell stories, but also to help women you know, be able to confidently tell their story. See, even that little challenge beget another business opportunity. Don't you love it? I mean, just these little steps that you take that these little barriers that you overcome, but they lead to greater things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really inspiring. We are going to take a quick break. um, And then when we come back, I I do want to talk about how your dream then manifested and changed. Uh, You you hinted to a few of it. You talked about biography. I know there are a few other uh, things that you've added to my founder's story. So we're going to dive into that with Chris Olson uh, when we return in just a moment. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. 
Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY podcasting system. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. And we're back to Dream Possible. Thanks so much for joining me today. I've been chatting with Chris Olson, founder of My Founder Story, about uh, her business, which is really about helping entrepreneurs and founders tell their story. Um, My Founder Story launched three years ago, and it's changed and adapted as Chris has changed and adapted. And um, I mean, clearly you were off to a fast start when you launched My Founder Story uh, three years ago. But along the way, you learned and you changed based on those learnings. You just mentioned before the break about establishing the biography, which I just love that. In fact, I think you've even trademarked that. Very smart of you. So smart of you. Um, And, you you know, you've added uh, curriculum and partnerships and workshops. Talk about how those types of things kind of evolved from your central core idea. So what happened was, um, you you know, I, when I started work, I mentioned I worked with work with a business coach and when she started to challenge me to think bigger, that's really when biography workshops were born. And so those workshops, the curriculum was developed to specifically help women clarify their why and develop their biography, which is essentially their purpose-driven brand story. So it's the their brand story really kind of uh, focused on their purpose and it's the foundation for their com- company communications. So, um, Biography is, I'm a strong believer in, you know, working with uh, partners and others who are good at things you're not good at. So I, with, for the biography curriculum, I had a very specific idea about how I wanted to look. And I worked with a team of people with backgrounds in psychology and education and curriculum development. And we developed that curriculum together. And now it really serves as the foundation for all of our programs. Isn't that, that's so phenomenal how that progresses, right? It becomes Mm -hmm. something that you think of. And then before you know it, it's the foundation of what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you you mentioned you trademarked that. Um, You've also trademarked what Fueled by by Purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk a little bit about that process of of securing your intellectual property. Uh, Because I think that you know, a lot of us create these things and we just think, oh, well, they'll, it'll be fine. We don't mm-hmm. actually take the next step to trademark. Talk about that process. Well, and so Fueled by Purpose is uh, the nonprofit sister of my founder story. And the reason I trademark Fueled by Purpose is because we provide micro grants um, for women business owners who generate less than $100,000 in annual revenue because the majority of female founders generate less than $100,000 in revenue. So 
I really wanted to specifically do a give back for that segment of uh, the entrepreneurial population. So um, Fueled by Purpose is the micro grant, is sort of the umbrella that houses the micro grant program. Um, and because it's a nonprofit entity on its own, I really wanted to trademark it. And, um, and I have some visions for that in the future that I don't, you know, that continue to evolve. But um, in terms of biography, I think, as I mentioned, since that's the core of all of our programming, I just thought I have to, I have to, you know, secure this because um, it, it's one of those things where the name came to me in a dream. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do something with this. And so that, I just felt such a connection to that, um, to that name. And I feel like since it's such a, uh, an important part of our, of what we do that I needed to trademark it. And the process was easy. I mean, if you have a good attorney, it's not a difficult process to trademark. Mm -hmm. I, I want to pick up on something you said, you know, you said the name of biography came to you in a dream. You mm -hmm. mentioned before kind of how the idea for my founder story came to you. Mm -hmm. You seem to be a very uh, high emotional IQ person that listens to your gut, I'm going to say, right? Oh, yeah. So talk, talk about that. You know, that's a leap of faith, isn't it? To some degree. Totally. I mean, talk about your motivation there. Um, and, and, and not only your motivation, what motivates you, but your ability to listen with your whole being, as mm -hmm. opposed to just with your head, right? Which I think yeah. when we're trying to make business decisions, we're often, you know, does that make rational sense? You know, we're not really thinking about the emotional piece. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I think, you know, where I'm, I've always been a very intuitive person, very connected to my, you know, like my gut and, and I've been driven by it and it doesn't usually steer me wrong. I've, I've been that way really, I think all my adult life, maybe even as a kid, I don't know. Um, but so I, I am really in tune to what my gut is telling me and I usually follow it. I think, um, it doesn't really steer me wrong. And so I think with biography, what had happened, I'm a cancer survivor. So in 2010, I overcame ovarian cancer. Um, and then I was sort of at a point in my life where I was sort of like, what's it all for, which I think a lot of people go through when they have a big life moment, right, or a medical moment. And so I started thinking a lot about like, what do, what's the difference I want to make in the world? And what's, what's my legacy? What do I want to leave behind? And I think when I was thinking about this storytelling process, I thought, you know, my own journey to finding my why or my purpose, I could help others do that too. And so as I started just thinking about that, um, biography came to me, as I said, in a dream of kind of a lucid, just waking up dream. Right. And I was like, that's it. Um, and so I just, I just went for it because I thought, well, it fits exactly what I'm trying to do. And, um, and my gut doesn't steer me wrong. So, uh, that's kind of how that happened. You know, I think a lot of people may be facing that very same crossroads right now. You know, we're coming off a very hard year in 2020, and there's been a lot of loss, um, loss of life, loss of jobs, maybe loss of hope. Um, I think people are probably searching their souls mm -hmm. <laughs> right yep. now, wondering what's it all for? Mm -hmm. Am I doing the right thing? Am I, is my work fulfilling? Is my home life fulfilling? I think that it's probably at a time when we're really just asking a lot of hard questions. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who's 
kind of exploring their why mm -hmm. and what what how would you suggest that they start to to take that journey so i think what uh what i've learned and what's part of the biography program is that um it's usually not just one aha moment it's a series of moments throughout your entire life and the key is to look for the thread that kind of goes through all of those moments so what we do in biography in the workshops is we do this biography timeline where you map out on a timeline influential moments in your life and then you look at you know sort of where your values tested and what did you do next you know after it after your values were tested what did you do next and if you keep looking at that um, throughout your these influential times in your life you'll see a thread that goes through it um, which is usually connected to directly to your values you know your personality um, those types of things. And then, so really start thinking about even just write down, you know, what are some big moments throughout my career in life where I sort of was like, oh, you know, I need to make a change or, you know, sometimes you're forced to make a change, right? So what happened, you know, I said I was laid off twice in radio, right? Um, after each of those layoffs, I was like, after the first one, I was devastated because that was my first job. And I was sort of like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to work here forever, right? But then I started to think about, well, there were some issues that, you know, some things that weren't aligned for me with this job. And then I, but I thought I was meant to be in radio. So I stayed in radio and, uh, and then found I had the same issues at the next radio station in terms of like, this isn't necessarily connected to my values. This isn't necessarily what I want to be doing. So you know, when I think about those moments where I was laid off and sort of what I felt and what I did next, that is what ultimately leads to your why. I love that. So everybody listening, get your sheet of paper out or get on your computer and start tracking your life and those big moments where you maybe shifted or you zigged and zagged or maybe where you had to realign based on something that wasn't quite right. It could mm -hmm. be your values or it could be that niggling feeling that this wasn't the thing for you, right? And start mm -hmm. to look for that pattern, Chris. Is that what you're- Absolutely. Yeah. And like my, I, I mean, I think about, I thought radio was right because my I thought my personality was right for radio because I'm outgoing and loud and radio, that kind of environment was, you know, we were radio, um, rock radio station, hip hop radio station. <laughs> so I was right for my personality, but it wasn't aligned with my values. When I went on to work in other environments, I realized they were aligned with my values, but they weren't aligned with my personality. So it's really looking at all of those and figuring out, you know, what is the end, you know, the end result is sort of like, what's the best case scenario for your personality and your, uh, and your values and, and all of those things. Mm, I love it. Well, let's, let's talk about these, these interesting times that we're in. Um, you know, I think the pandemic has caused a lot of us to work differently, consider um, innovations and offering different solutions. I'm curious how the pandemic has impacted my founder's story and, and maybe some things that you've, you've done differently as a result. So for me personally, um, the pandemic gave me the gift of time, I say, because um, as a communications consultant, I, uh, I lost a couple of clients for budgetary reasons. They just couldn't afford to have me on as a consultant because of their own uh, budget issues at the time. So I was sort of thinking about what I was going to do. Was I going to go out and hustle for more clients, new clients during a pandemic, or um, 
could I think bigger and work on my own business? And so I decided to, rather than going out and finding new clients, I decided to work on my own business. And so I just had to tighten my own belt a little bit and, and think bigger. So what I did was um, I wrote a book. So in August, I started writing it and then launched it in November. And it really is, the book is called Biography, Building a Brand uh, Fueled by Purpose. And it, again, it includes that core program of biography, but it also includes 32 stories of female founders who are, uh, you know, living their purpose. And then it also um, kind of incorporates some of my own story in there as well. So I really use that sort of gift of time to think about how can I expand my own business. We were already doing our programs online. We did have in-person workshops, but we were already doing programs online as well. So not much changed in terms of that. So for me, it was really about focusing on my own business. Congratulations on the book. I think that's, that's so exciting. Good for you. Where can people buy it? Um, it's on Amazon or you can buy it on myfounderstory.com. And 100% of the proceeds from the book uh, benefit the grant, our grant program. So if you go by that book, you just know that you're helping other small business owners um, try That's to right. achieve their dreams. So yeah, mm -hmm. go get it. Go get it now as soon as we're done. Not right now because right. I, I want you to finish <laughs> listening. But when we're done, yes, go and, and get it right away. Um, so Chris, you've it sounds like you may have achieved that initial dream. So I have to ask you, what's your next dream? Because I, I have to think you've got another one right there ready to go. Well, I, I'm a big dreamer. So I, <laughs> my significant other is an elementary school art teacher and an artist. And so I have this idea for a children's book that I'm dreaming of creating with him where I would write it and he'd illustrate it. And I mentioned it to him and I think he just said, sure. So, <laughs> so I think that means he's on board. I don't know, but that's, I think that would be my next dream is sort of like um, something that's less business related and more creative you know, tapping into that creative side of things. And where do you see my founder's story going? Do you have some ideas for where that might move? In the I do. So, um, I, yeah, we launched two new programs this year. Um, uh, one that helps female founders write their business memoir and one that helps them publish it. So, um, so really the direction that we're going in is once you write your short story, how can you expand on that story and write a business memoir which is really instrumental in help, helping, you know, amplify your voice. And especially if for female founders who want to be public speakers and things like that. So, so we're really focusing on helping women write and publish their memoirs, which I think will become our main, one of our main focuses this year and even into next year. So really that publishing aspect of things and sort of taking, taking those stories to the next level. Oh, that's so exciting. So if you're out there listening and uh, you're a, a female founder, um, you definitely need to contact Chris about how to tell your own story and maybe do it in the form of a book, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's so exciting. I think being an author and telling your story is a lot of things people dream of, but they don't know how to actualize it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're there and you can hold them, you could take them by the hand and, and lead them 
is is such a gift. Um, I want to make sure that we remind everyone where they can connect with you again, and it's myfounderstory.com, myfounderstory.com. Um, and um, I'm, I'm assuming there's a way to email you or call you um, on that site. You bet. Awesome. Of course there is. There, there <laughs> always would be. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us. It's very inspiring. And we didn't even, we only had a half hour. We could have talked for another half hour, I'm sure, and had plenty to talk about. But um, congratulations on your huge success. Thank you for what you're doing to help other women's um, dreams come true. And um go out there and buy the book. That's just what I'm going to say. Go buy the Thank book. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. It was fun to chat with you today. It's great to catch up with you, Chris. And I want to say thanks to my producer, George, at WMR.FM for another show. And thank you for joining me. I hope you can join me again for the next Dream Possible. And in the meantime, continue pursuing your dream. Take care. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.